check, check, mic check. Show presented by and by on taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. It is Thursday, April 10th, 2014. Happy birthday to Debbie Mathis, by the way. Thanks everybody for listening. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. Fly Racing designs its racewear to complement a rider's natural movements on the bike. No unnecessary distractions. Straightforward, no-nonsense function, fit, and style. FlyRacing.com. And, of course, NFAB. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. Uh, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA, N-Fab.com. Uh, check them out. Proud sponsors of the uh, JGR, Yamaha, Toyota, NFAB team of Brayton and Grant and Nicoletti, only this weekend in Seattle, it is Brayton, it is, sorry, it is no Brayton, it is no Grant, it is Nicoletti and Vince Freeze, it's fill-in, yeah, that's right, JGR Yamaha guys have uh, needed a, a their, their off-the-bench rider in Nicoletti and a fill-in in Vince Freeze, and uh, today on the show, two tickets to Seattle, courtesy of NFAB, we're giving them away, and of course, uh, did you know that Fly Racing's in the mountain bike stuff, that's right, a bunch of guys at Fly Racing Mountain Bike, and because they make such bitchin' motocross stuff, they decided, hey, why don't we make some bitchin' mountain bike stuff? So all the guys there uh, up in Boise, prime mountain bike riding country, they have started out with their own mountain bike line of things, of gear, and we're giving away a fly freestone mountain bike helmet to a lucky caller. That's right. All you got to do is just call in. Just call in to talk, and, uh, and we'll uh, give a caller a mountain bike helmet. That's right. 702-586-7857. Uh, we'll take your calls on Seattle Supercross on the past weekend's Houston. Really, anything at all. Uh, of course, by the way, my name is Steve Mathis. With me, uh, producing the show, handling the calls, dealing with everything uh, that comes with the, a big-time position such as he, that he's, he is in, the Tisla Jerry Tits. What's up? Hello, Steven. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Thoughts on Houston? Great race. Great race. <laughs> Not at all. Good, good heat race. Good heat race. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice heat race. I, I actually, I was thinking about it on the way over here, and there was nothing I could even remember about the race. It was so... Pretty uneventful. Both un- uneventful. both main event winners grabbed the whole shot. Both led every lap of their main event. Uh, we saw some good riding from Dean Wilson coming up late in the race to challenge Anderson. And we saw Barsha catching Villapoto at some point, but... Uh, yeah, it was probably not going to happen for uh, for Barsha on that day. Villapoto was too good. The dirt was uh, was pretty primo, so nothing much was going to happen. And uh, you know that's the that's the breaks, man. It's been uh, it's been fourteen rounds down, uh, three to go. Seattle this weekend, then a week off for Easter, and then New York City and Las Vegas. New York City, our own David Pingree of the uh, Pulpamex Show, has been rented for New York City by a fan. So that should be very interesting. And this weekend in Seattle, of course, Denny Stevenson has been rented by Moser and his band of merry idiots. They are going to have Debo around at the races. So we're on to something, Tits, with this rent a supercost star program. Let's see how this one goes first. Let's see if everyone makes it out of this weekend alive. Then you can can go from there. Who would you rent? Obviously, you can't rent you can't rent anybody like Dungey who has millions of dollars. It uh-huh. doesn't want to be rented. Mm-hmm. So, who would you rent if you could rent a past Supercross star? Can I rent Dave Castillo? Well, of course you would. Would, would you consider course, him a Supercross? Of course, star? you would say that. <laughs> I should have known. And he's not a Supercross star, but I think he does count. But he, I don't think he would do it. He's got too much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he wouldn't. So, so, so we gotta we gotta look for for older guys that are uh, hard on their luck. Yeah, just somebody that would go. Mm, let me think about that. All right. 
And you, again, you can't rent Ryan Dungey. So, thanks for uh, uh, listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Jason Wygant coming up. Jason Thomas going to come up. We're going to break down the Seattle race. Uh, looks like huge, huge deal in Seattle every year. The weather. Pacific Northwest. We got a lot of rain. We got a lot of uh, crappy weather up there. And, uh, man, you just uh, you never know. But this weekend looks like looks great. I checked the weather. And uh, it was like 40% chance of rain like on Sunday. But, of course, things change quite a bit. Checking today, it looks fine. It looks like it's going to be in the 60s and, uh, you know, sunny with some clouds. So the weather in Seattle won't be a factor. But what will be a factor, no matter what it is, is the ruts and the crappy weather and everything. Uh, the crappy dirt and weather makes for ruts and makes for a soft dirt. So it will be ruddy no matter what. It almost turns into a bit of a of an enduro cross course at times, no matter how much they groom it, no matter how much they prep it. It's so soft, it ends up uh, being pretty challenging. So with that in mind, we could see anything really happening this weekend. We could see some crashes, some championship guys. I mean, RV's got this thing no matter what. But we could see uh, maybe Anderson, maybe a swing in the 250 West points. Who knows? The ruts and everything else make it a difficulty. And then if if it does rain, which is not supposed to, uh, we'll be very, very, very excited to see what that does. Um, RV wins this weekend in front of his hometown crowd in Seattle. James has to get fourth for Ryan to clinch the title with two rounds remaining. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't think it's going to happen. Tits because he needs no. also he needs some bad luck from Dungey too. Yeah. Dungey's one point behind Stu. So seven oh two five eight six seven eight five seven. Give us a call and uh let us know what's on your mind for the uh, Fly Racing Moto sixty show. Also too, I forgot to tell you, special guest uh coming up this uh after twelve thirty. You'll have to uh, pay attention. But it's a special guest to help Jason Wygant and I break down the two fifty West series. So looking forward to uh to that guy. Hopefully he uh, picks up picks up his phone and and and, uh, and does all that. Uh, a little bit of news this week off the uh, when it comes to the outdoors coming up soon at Glen Helen. Weston Pike is going to uh, be picked up by the RCH team for the out, entire outdoor series. Uh, he's going to replace Josh Hill. From what I've been told, Hill didn't meet some contract requirements. I don't know. I don't know what they would be. He's tenth in the points, so I don't really sure what he didn't meet. Um, but he's Hill's uh, Hill's not going to be riding for them for outdoors. So Pike is in for outdoors for the entire season. That's awesome. Looking forward to seeing what he could do with a factory bike. His bike's pretty good, though. Make no mistake about it. But with a factory bike and with five or six smart guys standing around to help him with the settings of the bike, looking forward to seeing what Pike could end up doing out there. And also, too, it hasn't been released yet, but uh, Ivan Tedesco will be uh, also filling in for Brock Tickle. Don't know... Uh, how long Tickle's going to be out for, but I would imagine at least uh, halfway through the Nationals, if not longer. So I think that uh, we'll see uh, Tedesco for a good amount of uh, of time uh, this summer. Uh, and also, too, one of the reasons they, they really liked Tedesco was um, because uh, uh, his testing ability. So they really want someone to get out there, test the RMZ 450 and work on it. And maybe maybe that was part of the reason why they felt Hill couldn't help them or, or maybe, you know, was the contract thing. I don't know. But looks like Ivan will be uh, be doing that for the team with along with Pike. And uh, don't know where Hill's going to go. We'll have to see where Hill Hill lands. And uh, looking forward to, uh, to seeing also to um, the Valley Yamaha team has hired someone to run their program. One of the things I was worried about, I wrote on RaceRx this week, was Porcel and the Valley team. The Valley team's in, it's out. It's 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 sometimes uh, you're not sure who's running things over there. Well, they're coming up with somebody, uh, a really good guy, to run that program who knows what they're doing, who's been running programs uh, um, for a while. And I think that'll be a big help for getting uh, CP3377 out onto the track and uh, up front. He'll know what he's doing, and hopefully he's allowed to just uh, run the program and, and do what he wants to do. So I think that uh, that's a good move there. And then... Um, that's a couple of outdoor stuff. Uh, but really, at this point, Supercross season. Dunge and Stu are battling for second. Everybody else, I'm not so sure. And I don't know what we're going to see in Seattle. We may just see guys trying to just uh, make it through uh, and survive. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. Let's welcome our first uh, guest, Jason Thomas. Yes, sir. Has the uh, come Glen Helen, will the flags at Fly Racing fly at half mask for the loss of Weston Pike? <laughs> No, we're excited for him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, you got to keep it all in perspective. You know, we're it's a there's a much bigger picture than than you know 
that. So we want we want what's best for him, and and I have no doubt that he will once again be wearing fly here soon. He he's gonna kill it. I think it's gonna be great. He doesn't have to worry about anything. You know, his practice bike will be you know worked on all the time, kept up to date. Uh, testing a lot of smart guys standing around trying to help him. This is a really good thing. Yeah, I think he's going to do well. I've heard I've heard a few other people kind of questioning how he'll do with pressure on him and and the, that dynamic changing. But I'm with you. I think he'll do well. I, I'm just kind of waiting to see because I've talked to a few people who are just like dead set that they thought he would do worse. So really? I, I don't know really? where they're getting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you could say that. One thing for sure, though, he's had a odd Supercross season. Six. Seven races with one point or less, or or one including Daytona where he didn't start, he crashed, um, and then seven races that are really good. He's out right outside the top ten. Like it's a weird season for him. Yeah, lots of crashes. I mean, it's you, you could look at each race and see exactly what happened. It was just a big crash, or you know that Phoenix one was unbelievable that he actually got up. Yeah, but uh, but, but so you know, again though, these teams, you know, is that something he's? I'm not saying he's going to do, but. Perhaps some of those people are saying the pressure. Maybe maybe that's what he does because he's trying to work so hard. You know, I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously, some of them like his bike broke at Oakland, yeah. and you know, some of them aren't his fault. Yeah, so. bike had a couple problems for sure. More right. than one. More than right. one. Yep, uh, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Um, let's get to Richard right away. He's from England. Richard. Hey Steve, how's it going? What's up, man? How are you? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, no problem. No, it's good. Thanks for um, thanks for agreeing to chat to me. But uh, you probably will remember me. I'm the helmet painter from the UK. Oh yeah, I do remember you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the guy who's been swerving ever since I met you in Tishantar. That's right. I remember that. Good to hear from you. <laughs> what uh, what's your question? I'm just messing with you. I'm no, just messing fine. with you. But no, it's good to it's good to speak to you. I just had a, a couple of quick questions for you, uh, for both of you. Ready? Um, the one thing that I'm a little bit unclear about is um, is who has to go up at the end of this year as far as the 250s goes. That's funny that you say that because Jason Wygant wrote a column this week on Racer X about that, and we are going to right. have him on later to talk about that. Um, uh, I thought Chase Stallo wrote that. Did Chase no? do it? I thought Wygant I think Chase wrote it, yeah. Chase Stallo did it then. Uh, no, 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 no. Aaron Hansel. I don't know what I'm talking about. Sorry. Aaron Hansel did it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're going We're going to talk about that a little bit later on, Richard. The uh, But it is interesting to see who's got to move up and who doesn't. You would think yeah. a guy like Martin Davos has to move up, but oh no, he does not yeah. if he doesn't win the title. Uh, Seeley oh, okay. ha- has to move up no matter what. Um, Anderson right. does not have to move up if he does not win the title. So uh, right. lots of interesting uh, things and, and things in the works about that. Marvin Muskan, so close to moving up, but he doesn't have to. He's going to have another year. So... Wow. Lots of things. Uh, okay, well, it's going to be interesting to see where they all go as well because I'm guessing that there's a few spots available on the factory teams next year. Yeah, everybody is up, man. There's lots of teams available, lots of spots available. So, um, you know, I know Sealy's got to be in running for that second Honda spot. We think Kennard's going yeah. back, so there's one spot there. Uh, we got to. Could, th- could you can you think of any teams that are full? I, could, I was trying to think of any, and I couldn't think of one team that didn't have an open spot. I would think Mitch would be full, right? I don't uh, think so. Because what's Baggett? Baggett's going to go back. He's, yeah, because like if if okay. Davos if Davos wins, he's out. So that's an open spot. But they already you know I mean? have. Yeah, I guess Durham and Dur- they don't know about Durham. Durham's in the last right. year, but I would think I think Durham goes back. I think Davos goes back if he doesn't win. Yeah, uh, but if he wins, that's a spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like there's but there's no up, teams that are just like, yep, we're done. But he's already you know? carrying five, which he hates. He's actually carrying six. You know, so he's, he's got to have guys on each coast. Yeah, I think he wants to get back down down to a four man team. Yeah, maybe. I guess so, if Sealy moves along as well, then there's a spot there. Yeah, no, Sealy. Sealy's uh, definitely moving up. Sealy's definitely going to move up no matter what. I could see him in the running for that Honda spot. Maybe KTM. Um, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, JT, I really can't think of anybody that's completely full. You're absolutely Yeah, right. it's crazy. I can't think of a year that's been like that either. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, um, just one very quick one, just before sure. I leave you. Um, have you, uh, or do you know the whereabouts of a guy called Kevin Foley, who I believe um, equaled at least, or maybe better, the uh, Loretta Lynn's uh, record uh, many, many moons ago? But I'm yep. just wondering if you knew what, uh, what became of him. Uh, he works for Yamaha. Yeah, works for Yamaha. Yep. Oh, seriously, right. He's done that for a long time. He's a lawyer, I think, JT. Uh, he's an engineer. engineer. He actually did some, some work with NASA. Yeah, he's lawyer, engineer, real smart guy. Smart, <laughs> smarter than JT and I. Excellent. Sure. So, all right, thanks, man. Yeah, awesome. Speak to you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Richard. Uh, callers all the way from England or the UK or Scotland. It's all the same, isn't it? Ireland. People get mad when you don't really know where they're from. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that one. So I, 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 uh, I, the the I IRA call, doesn't bomb me. I called one of the guys from Ireland 
I said you're from Scotland. I thought he was going to punch me at the North Coast of Nations. So. Didn't you ever watch uh, that movie with Harrison Ford? With yeah, the IRA? yeah, they didn't know he was an IRA guy and everything. Yeah, you don't want to mess yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to give away some Seattle tickets courtesy of NFAB, N-Fab.com. Uh, JGR, Yamaha, Toyota, NFAB team of uh, Vince Freeze and Phil Nicoletti this weekend. Just like Coy drew it up. Back like 2008 all over again. Yeah, just like Coy drew it up before the season. I have no <laughs> doubt. Uh, Innovator. Yeah. But uh, so we're going to give those away to somebody uh, on the line, and uh, we uh, thank those guys at NFAB for doing that. All right, JT. So um, when I say Seattle, you say uh, rain. Okay, no rain this weekend. I don't think. I think we're good. Nope. Yeah, nope, but it's definitely the first thing everybody thinks about. It is, isn't it? Right. It's gonna be yeah. nuts. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be soft and ruddy, no matter what, though. Right. I mean, when's the last time we've had? You know. 2008, it was pretty hard pack. It was hard and slippery. Yeah. That's the only time I can think of that it was like that. Hard and slippery? Slippery? Yep, it was. I do not remember any Seattle. Yeah. 2000, 2008, was it was. Absolutely. The year that uh, Chad crashed and almost caught Wyndham right at the end. It oh, was okay. It was hard pack. Um, we've got a winner for our Seattle tickets. Uh, it's Andy. Andy won the Seattle tickets. Andy is from Washington. So thanks to uh, everyone. Uh, thanks to NFAB for doing that. Andy, congrats on the winning t- on being the winner for this. You Seattle. should give away tickets for New York at the Seattle race, like uh, right. Feld does. They will. They will this weekend. Oh yes. Well, we, here, here's sixty dollars in tickets. We have how no, excited are you to go to New York? We have They're no like, idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're three thousand miles away. Right. We have no idea anywhere. how we're getting there. Um, but uh, yeah, congratulations on that. Uh, thanks to NFAB for those tickets. So, um, RV gets first this weekend. James gets fourth. Dungy gets third. Uh, RV wins. I don't see him clinching this weekend. Do you? It'd be nice though. Nice story for him for the uh, hometown race. But well, I don't want to say it's impossible because he easily could do it. Um, I don't. I don't see James getting worse than fourth if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And odds are Dungy will get. Uh, will finish in there somewhere too. Yeah, so yeah. I don't see it happening, but it, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if it happens. Let's put it that way. Really? Oh no, no, it's surprising me. No, for sure. No, nah, not I, me, not me. All it takes, all it really takes, is Stewart, Stewart to make a mistake. I really think the Dungy thing is doable. Stewart just needs to make a mistake, which he can at any time, or if he's just sick or anything happens, nah, it's over. Nah. What about what about uh, JGR and uh, Filthy and Vince? Uh, I guess uh, main event guys, right? Yeah, they should both be in the main event fairly easily, especially with all the guys that are injured. Okay, but what about if you're Vince Freeze, you're not going to get to ride the Yamaha at all until uh, press day. And we know that's going to be limited riding. So suspension settings, motor, plus it's a Yamaha 450, which we know is a different bike. Um, that, I think it's a tough challenge for Vince. I Absolutely. Mean, right? Like, uh, yeah, I would be trying to find a local track to head to <laughs> Thursday night and get some riding in. Anywhere. In the parking lot, in the hotel parking lot, set up some cones. Yeah, literally. I mean, just drive down at, you know, call at Villapoto, find out where the local Seattle tracks are. Just any riding you could do, go oh. go somewhere Friday. Uh, yeah, that's tough. That's a big challenge. Oh, I, I think I think he'll get a good start. That bike's fast, and he's one of the best starters. Yeah, It's just getting comfortable, man. You have oh. no idea what you're getting into. And it's a different bike. Anybody who's ridden Absolutely. it, I mean, uh, good or bad, people, people have good things and bad things to say about it. And even if it's good, they say, you know what? Even the guys that love the bike, they say, you know what? It's different. It's different. Yeah, so. it's it's got to be the most different of all the bikes right yeah. no uh, I, it's completely different uh theory on the frame geometry and everything so mm. i don't uh, i don't envy him i'm sure it's he's excited about the opportunity but man that's that's a lot on your plate for one weekend yeah no doubt about it hey um barsha three straight podiums why why i don't know we talked about this the other day and i really feel that they've they've made some strides with the bike uh you don't hear him making comments about the bike i haven't anyway um and the results have turned around quite a bit. So those two put together makes me think that they've they've figured something out or, or at least got him a little bit more happy where he's, he mm-hmm. goes into the, the weekends confident and comfortable. 702-586-7857, Fly Race in Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. Talking Seattle this weekend. Eric wants to talk about RCH and Pike, though. What's up, Eric? Hey, hey Steve. This is uh, Eric from uh, OMAC, Washington. What's up, Eric? Hey, uh... Well, first off, I just want to say I'm looking forward to RV taking the big W this weekend. I've been waiting since 09 to see it again in Seattle. And second, I'm just curious 
has your influence uh, with, you know, Kenny and RCH, are you responsible for them picking up Pike? No, no. I, I, Ricky and I talk quite a bit, but... Um, I think his results are responsible no, for No, I really don't think so. I mean, you know, there is the whole, like, when Watson was on and the Pulp Show, everyone was talking about giving Pike a ride, giving Pike a ride. And, um, you know, that is true to an extent. You know, everyone loves the private, the top-placing privateer. Trust me, I've been there with Nick Way and Ferry back in the day as their mechanic. Everyone loves the first guy not getting that much help. But, I mean, look, regardless uh, of that, Pike has been seriously qualifying out of the heats, uh, killing it when he's when he stays upright. Uh, so, no, Eric, as much as I'd love to take credit and tell Kenny, I probably will tell Kenny that I took credit for it, by the way. But um, uh, I don't you think really, so. I mean, you really can't think that Kenny, it was Kenny's decision either. No, no, so, I really don't. You know, no. I, I'm sure it was much higher up on the pay scale than Kenny making this call. Yeah, absolutely. No, well, for sure. Well, it's, it's cool. It's, it's great to see uh, a privateer coming up through and, and making it. Now, now I want to see somebody pick up Enig Nap and Schmidt, <laughs> and uh, life would be good. Yeah, no, Factory Honda's got their eye on Enig Nap, for sure. Well, right on. You've got to look at the difference in results, too. Now, you know what? Uh, also, too, uh, I don't think Pike gets picked up by RCH if he's not on a Suzuki. I think that's a big part oh. of it, too. Absolutely. So, uh, thanks, Eric. Thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, do you agree, JT? I think the Suzuki thing had something to do with it. Yeah, for sure. It made it easier. Yeah. Um, I think they would still take a look at it because they need a guy. Yeah. But yeah. it definitely facilitated it. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Steven. Yeah. Hey, Steven, do you do you go by Steven or Steve? Steven. Really, huh? Because I, I don't run that. I don't run that, Steven. Are you a PH or a V? No, I'm a V. He prefers, he prefers Stevie. Oh, yeah. If you guess if you're PH, there's no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway. Yeah, um, I had a question about uh, all the injuries this year. Yes. Um, like, I noticed, like, you know, like, years past, like 2012 and stuff like that, when the top guys are out, you know, you'll hear people and, and, and read that, like, you know, injury plague season and blah, blah, and the championship was handed to the guy and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, with the guys we have out now, like, you, know, you think about, like, Tickle, um, Grant's out now, Reed's out. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are hurt, but no one's really saying too much about this season, you know, being a, a, a heavy injury season. Well, you're and, right. You're right. There was, there's nine guys out with injury that were in the main event, uh, eight guys that were in main event in Anaheim 1, plus Millsaps, plus Chisholm. I don't know if you want to count them, but if you do, that's 11. So um, quite a bit of guys. And, and Kennard. Yeah, and Kennard. I don't think I counted him because he's back. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's, uh, you're right. You don't hear the same sort of sky is falling stuff, but mostly because, uh, Steven, the, it's the only top guy that's really hurt is, is Chad Reed, you know? So I think that that has something to do with it. When we saw those guys get hurt before, it was, uh, a bunch of the real, real top guys. Um, so I think that that has something to do with it. Unfortunately, it's kind of the way things work. I, I hope they don't overreact and panic and, you know, make the tracks easier like they did a couple years ago. Um, I, it's just a dangerous game. It's a dangerous sport. That's the way it is. Yeah, it just seems like like what you're saying, and I, I noticed that is that like when the top guys, you know, Villapoto, Dungey, Stewart, when those guys aren't hurt, you know, minus Reed right now, no one's really saying that everyone's getting hurt, you know. But yeah. there's, like you said, there's 11 guys that are out. So it's, no, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's but really, I mean, I went back uh, a couple years ago when we had those injuries. I went back and looked at because I remember when I was a mechanic, 1998 Vegas. I remember looking at the, the main event, it's the last race of the year, and going, where is everyone? Which was good for me because my rider made the main event, I believe. But uh, um, there was you know who got the last spot in the main event that night? Take you? a wild guess. You? That would be me. Nice. Fantastic. Again with the LCQ. But there was four factory riders in the 98 uh, uh, final main event of the year. McGrath, Yogi, Huffman or Renard, one of them, uh, and someone else. Four guys, and it started with 11 or something. Um, so it, it's the same thing. We've always had it. It's always been there. It's, it's part of uh, being a top rider is being able to stay, stay healthy. So there's, no, there's nothing, nothing you can do with the tracks or anything else to, uh, in my opinion, to sway that. So I agree. Uh, thanks, Eric. Or no, not Eric. Uh, thanks, uh, Stephen. This is not yep. a new problem. Thank you. No, it's not. Exactly nope. not. Uh, Brad, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. 
I just wanted to uh, make a comment, something I just kind of realized when you guys were talking about the whole Vince Freeze thing. Um, he actually rode that this kind of generation Yamaha for Moto Concepts a couple years ago, right? So maybe he's kind of comfortable uh, stepping into the Yamaha for, for one, one race, or what do you guys think? Uh, maybe. It's a while ago, it's, you know. Yeah, I mean, it maybe it helps a little bit. Zero, you're still talking about going out and racing this bike at that you haven't ridden in a couple of years. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. quite a bit of time to get used to. If it was exactly the same bike, I think it would help, but I, I really think that, that JGR bike's pretty far removed for, from what that Moto Concepts bike was. And also, too, a JGR, a fill-in ride, this is one race only, they're going to say, uh, how heavy are you? And he's going to go, yeah. whatever, 150 pounds. Ah, that grants about 150, you'll be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, the, and the new Yamaha is quite a bit different, too. It is a little bit different, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, thanks, Brad. All right, guys. Thank you. I was still looking to give away the Fly Racing, Fly Freestone mountain bike helmet. Thing looks bitching, JT. It looks like a cool Pretty good. Helmet. Yeah, our, our mountain bike stuff's taking off, man. Um, David, David, what's up, man? Hey, hi. How you guys doing today? Good. Thanks for calling the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. What's on your mind? Yeah, yeah, I know you guys are uh, on the top of injuries. Uh, Cole Thompson, I uh, saw that you guys uh, had uh, retweeted something that he uh, got out. Oh. You know, he's, he's injured. I was wondering who do you guys think is going to take uh, take over that spot? You know, my vote's for the Noof for sure. What do you think, JT? I mean, I know you're right. On, you know, this is right in your wheelhouse. Canadian. I think it's got to be Rollerball. Uh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I know Cole Thompson torn ACL. Uh, it didn't look good on the side of the track. So no, I, no, he he literally didn't move yeah, the entire time. Looked very much. much in pain, and what a bummer for KTM Canada. Uh, Thompson would have been a, a front runner with Metcalf and Alessi, in my opinion. Um, Noof would be good. Kiefer would be good. Uh, maybe they could uh, see what Northrop's doing. Dahan. Dahan. <laughs> yeah, all, all good choices. Sweeper. See what the, see what Hoover's doing. All right, sounds all good. Right. Also, the uh, the other day you guys were talking about on the on the Pulp Show that you guys didn't know what the word was with uh, Millsaps. Well, I I write all that milestone, and on Tuesday he was out there uh, putting in some laps with Joey Savacci. So. Oh. Looks like he he should be out for uh, you know the nationals hopefully. Yeah, I hope so. Well, I, yeah, yeah I, I don't know that we didn't know or what. I'm not sure, but now, I know that he's planning on absolutely being at Glen Helen, and then there's a chance he would ride Vegas. No, JT, I, I did say that, and the reason I said that is because you you seem to be getting different story. I seem to be getting different stories and reading different things about his injury and when he's coming back and what's happening, and you okay. know what I mean. I think he was. I mean, in this in this sport, I think contracts are you know sometimes sketchy. And yep. maybe that was part of the deal. So he was trying to maintain getting paid, or the team was trying right. to maintain. I don't know, but there was some weirdo stuff going on, David, about with Millsap's injury. But like you said, uh, back for Glenn Helen, so that'll be good. All right, man. Well, you guys have a good show. All uh, right, thank you. Yeah, uh, I don't know. he did say originally. He said Atlanta. Yes. And then he said Houston. Houston. Right. And then at his interview at Houston, he said possibly Vegas, but most likely Glenn Helen. Oh, and I, I think it's been Glenn Helen all along. But yeah, yeah, I think I just, think it has too. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, honestly, and Davey Millsaps in the outdoors, when's the last time he made it through a whole entire outdoor season? He's never finished one. Never? He's never finished an outdoor championship. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think he's finished too many, but I would have bet he finished one or two. little tidbit for you. Yeah, even in the, in the 250 class, too. Never. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, okay, so Canard's coming back. Canard's been back 5-4 in two races. Um, thoughts on him, JT? Uh, obviously, a, a top fly racing rider. I think he's been great. I think he's been fine. I, I think he can get on the podium before the end of the season. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, he's gone 5-4. You know, I think uh, especially with the way the field is, um, it's, it's getting easier and easier for him. And obviously his comfort level and speed and fitness and all that are going to be building as uh, I think most a lot of guys start taking their eye off the ball of Supercross a little bit. So. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I was kind of uh, looking for it last weekend. He, he's had a lot of success at Houston, and I thought he had a really good chance at it. And honestly, if he had if he had jumped that quad, um, I think he maybe could have gotten Roxon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he. But I think it's coming. I think you'll definitely see him in one of the last three on the podium. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. I got a few lines open. If you want uh, to talk to Jason Thomas uh, from Fly Racing, we have him on the line for a little bit while longer but not too much longer than Wygant's coming in and our special guest. We have a special guest today, JT. Um, oh, yeah? Is it yeah. Pookie? Uh, no, not Pookie. No, we're, we're not okay. calling her to ask her about the uh, Seattle Supercross. Big Air? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yes, hey, so Tomac, right? I want to talk Tomac. Comes out in the first race, 
gets into a collision with Weimer. By the way, Weimer should be back for the last two. I touched base with him. So yes. Um, talk to Tomac. Uh, Tomac get, gets hurt. He comes back. He crashes out of Daytona. What has this season? Okay, like he got hurt. So do you throw him a mulligan, or has this been? And I know it's it's been a bad season, but because of the injury, but like. Have we seen what he can do? Are you are you ready to judge how he is on the big bike and Supercross, or is this just a complete write off of a year? No, I think it's been a little both. I think obviously the year got off on a horrible foot um, with the crash at Anaheim. Uh, he was pretty fast in practice, and then that crash put him, I think, behind the eight ball as yep. far as the rest of the season. Uh, it seems like he's still struggling with the bike setup, uh, just from what I've been hearing. I'm sure you've heard the same. Um, yeah, I just think there's a lot of things in play. I think the injury, the time off, the his bike setup struggles, and maybe not being overly thrilled with what's going on there. Um, yeah, just I don't think this has been a real indication of what we'll see from him moving forward. It's just kind of been a a rough rookie season, honestly. Yeah, it's been, and I, I like I said, I don't know how to judge him. You know what I mean? I don't know if this is so. Like you know, is he is he? He hasn't shown us much. Got a podium at Indy. Which is great, but I don't know. It's I don't know if I'm ready to. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to say like this is good or bad. I just, it's it's a complete wash. Well, I, I don't think it's been good. I don't think anybody would say it's been good. When you look at when you look at Roxon, what Roxon's been able to do, uh, and those two were very comparable coming into the season. Uh, you can't say that it was good, but I do think there are brighter days ahead. That's for sure. Right funny that Anaheim won he would qualify third fastest or whatever right in the first practice right and it was just just that's it just the wind knocked out of your sails from there uh let's get to uh Mark while we have JT on the line Mark what's up man thanks for calling the show hey how's it going good how are you good good hey uh, my question was I was thinking about the, the uh, research podcast you guys did the other day and uh you guys were picking uh your perspective top fives for the outdoors, and, and I, I noticed that not one of you guys picked Chad Reed to be anywhere in the top five, even JD. So I was just kind of wondering if maybe you guys just forgot about him, or if you really don't think that he has the speed or the endurance to actually finish the top five outdoors. Uh, I'm gonna put you on hold. You got a lot of noise there. We didn't say Chad Reed. We saw. Yeah, and and I've been tweeted about uh, this many times in the last week or whatever. And the only reason I left him out was because I'm just waiting to see his health. Um, I'm a little nervous about the extent of his injury and surgery and being being healthy at the beginning of the season. Uh, if, if you could guarantee me that he'll be close to 100% going into Glen Helen and mm-hmm. not going to miss any races and all that stuff, then, yeah, I, I would put him in there for sure. But that's yet to be proven at this point. Yeah, and honestly, I think I just forgot. Uh, thanks, Mark. Okay, thanks. Thank you. There's there's a lot of guys though. There's a lot of guys that you could forget about or whatever. You know, I mean. Yeah, just he you know. he's too consistent. He he if he's good to go, he'll be in there without a doubt. Um, I just with with his injury and the, the people that I know that have had that same surgery, I, that's a lengthy recovery time. Like I, I was doing the math when he, when I kind of found out what he had done, and I'm like I kept counting, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, am I this? bad at math right. like right, this right, date right. this date that doesn't make sense you know and he's like oh no i'll be good i'm like all right, right. you know whatever have you been hearing the rumors that i've been hearing about the outdoors and i have yeah i have ah well, very interesting good. yeah really right we're gonna have to see uh yeah could that be... could uh that could shake up our top five oh big time very significantly big time. yeah could, could, we'll have to see i'm working on trying to confirm or nail down this deal but uh yeah, I think I think the the first person you try to, to try to nail this down uh, is going to hold that pretty close to the vest there, uh, right, right, until the last second. So yeah, yeah. I think there, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. But I, I do don't think it, I don't even know if a decision's been made. I agree. Um, Gilbert, what's up, man? You want to talk about food poisoning? Yeah, I was just I was just curious to see what it is that why is everybody why is everybody like, it seems like every every race. Somebody gets food poisoning the week before. It's either you know, Barsha or, or whoever it is. Is there, I mean, is it part of the training? Is it just they're training too hard? Or, well, and they're, they're... Um, I think people are getting mixed up, though. Like, uh-huh. food poisoning covers a lot of things. And I think Josh Grant had food poisoning in Toronto. I think uh-huh. Adam uh, Ryan Villapoto had stomach issues, not food poisoning. He had some sort of stomach mm-hmm. pain. 
And this weekend, James had a flu. A flu, a sickness. So, you know, people are saying food poisoning, but I, I really, yeah. it's different things. It's not, uh, yeah. you know. It's I not think that's an easy blanket uh, diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. To just throw on it without yeah. getting in too much detail. And people just like, oh, yeah, he's sick, he got food poisoning. I just think it's yeah. an easy way to, to blanket everything that's going wrong. Yep, I agree. Yeah. And I, I know Cole Seeley said a couple times when the series was on the West that he was sick, but definitely wasn't food poisoning. You know, he was fine mm-hmm. that way. So, I don't know. It's kind of a blanket thing. I, these guys do run their immune systems pretty down. They, you know, they work pretty hard off the bike. So there is some of that. But uh, no, yeah, I don't think. That's it's, what I'm yeah, I don't think yeah. it's. It wasn't food poisoning for Villapoto. It wasn't food poisoning for Stu. So yeah. the biggest thing I okay. see is all the traveling. A, you know, the hard, strenuous training. B, and then coming into contact with so many different people, fans and stuff, shaking hands and so many germs. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's no doubt to me why people get sick. You know, yeah. that many, that much uh, contact with people that are sick is, is going to, mm-hmm. you know, get to you. Thanks, Gilbert. Sense. Thank yeah. you. No problem. All right, thanks. Uh, last call for Jason Thomas. Chuck, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, four times? Hey, how are you? Yeah. Good. Hey. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. What's up? Oh, yeah, cool. So I got a question about uh, Daytona this year when Stewart uh, dented his pipe in. Yep. So my question is, it's going to go back to 2006, um, to your man, the real red dog. Uh, Glenn Helen, his last race on Moto Triple X bike. Yep. He crashed on the start, and he kicked off his exhaust can and soldiered on to finish the race. It was great. It's glorious. And then the same thing with um, Chad Reed. He kicked, or his head pipe fell off. Head pipe fell off. Yes, it broke off. It and broke. So actually. now we it would it broken. Yep. So now we have James Stewart. He had a dent in his pipe, and it was almost like he had to pull. He had to pull off to get it replaced. Well, my question is, what was the difference, and does it really affect the bike performance that much to have a dent? Oh yeah. Compared to yeah yeah oh yeah big time. And if well, you're getting no airflow you through could, there when it. it, it, it uh-huh. You can lose you can lose a header, uh, you can lose a can and still race, and it, it'll yep. it'll suck, but it'll be okay. You could you could race, but you lose a header, yeah, you're done. Yeah. So. Oh really? It yeah, and even like if that it's, even if it's dented it in really bad, if it's cutting off that exhaust, you you get zero okay. power. Yeah. Like my final my final race ever, uh, my exhaust can fell off, and it wasn't really even a big deal. Like I was, you know, barely could notice. But if your if your headers crushed in like you're not getting any exhaust flow your bike's pretty much useless yeah okay hey, that makes sense chuck you mountain bike i do you want to win a fly racing uh freestone mountain bike helmet i can't look it up it looks hot does look hot all right stay on the line you're the, you're the big winner thanks man i appreciate it all right thanks all right chuck's won the uh fly racing freestone mountain bike helmet on the fly racing moto 60 show fly racing makes much more than gear helmets and casual wear oh yeah they produce a uh, Range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, handlebars, grips, and mountain bike stuff. Flyracing.com. JT, we're going to let you go. Thanks, bro. Okay, guys. All right, see you later. Appreciate it. All right. And with that, let's slide into our next uh, pair of guests. First up, RacerX Online Editor and my boss, Jason Wygant. Uh, very sad, as you know, Steve. Very difficult week for me. I'm really Get sorry. All this. I'm sorry about your loss. I'm sorry about your loss. It's been a tough, yes. tough deal for you. Yeah, I keep believing that the Ultimate Warrior will uh, will come back to life. Um, I've seen him do it a time or two in the ring. Uh, yep. He was once cursed by Papa Shango and once buried in a casket by the Undertaker. <laughs> so maybe this is uh, maybe this is just a part of the show. <laughs> maybe so. God, it's yeah. it's brutal that you know that. It's just sad that you know that. Um, he was sealed into a casket, sealed into a casket, and came out. And came back. So this could be done. Wow, well, yeah, this, this could, could be done. Yeah, maybe he's yeah. got one last trick in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least he was inducted into the Hall of Fame before he went. Well, see, that's just the irony of it. Like, the way wrestling does it, we build the guy up, and then we make something crazy happen two days later. It's a coincidence. It's too much for me. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, welcome to the show. We're going to talk 250 West Series a little bit. Um, okay. And uh, joining us to talk about 250 West Series, he uh, he's injured right now. He rides 250 East normally, but uh, here he is to break down the West with us. Adam Cincerillo, what's up? What's going on, Matheson Wygant? Hey, before yeah. we get going here, is it weird? That when you guys were talking, when Wygant just when you introduced Wygant, I thought you guys were talking about Justin Brayton because he missed the main event. 
It, that's weird too, for sure. <laughs> I thought you said, you, you said sorry for your loss. You, I was like, oh, it's Brayton not making the or not going to the main. I thought that was it. <laughs> a great I didn't point. Think it was Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> well, Ultimate he's Warrior. Not, he's Bra- not racing Seattle, so you're right. This is the worst week of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just brought it up. I just made it worse. Weege, can you run the face paint this weekend in honor of the Ultimate Warrior? Yeah, I'm going to find some ropes to shake, like maybe uh, in front of someone's pit set up where they have the ropes to go under. Right. Access, I'll shake those ropes just like the warrior would. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Body slam hey, somebody. AC, man. AC, I got a, I got a, I got a bone to pick with you, dude. I'm very mad. Very mad. What? Oh, yeah. What's the problem? I had, I had picked you. You can ask Mathis or JT. I had picked you to win the East before the season began. I didn't want to say it to anyone's face so other riders wouldn't get upset because obviously if I'm picking you. I'm not picking others. And you were making me look good, man. You were making me look good. I but feel it, like I'm beginning to think I feel it's like not going to happen. That's a lot of cra- Yeah, it's probably not going to happen now. <laughs> hey, I am in third, though, 29 points back. Anything can happen. Um, no, I thought it was yeah. – actually, it give you some serious brownie points for that because, you know, obviously you're not a part of my – you're not a part of my training program, so you don't know what's going on, and you just see me coming off Lake Elsinore, and you just went full championship. You didn't even say race win. No. Yeah. If I yeah. was on the I outside looking in, I'm like, oh, maybe you get to race win. Because none of you guys see me in amateurs or anything. You just saw me last year. I could suck. Nah, that's not that. That's not true. I I went to Loretta's and I, I always I have a theory that basically if if people are talking about you, there's a reason. You know, you, you weren't uh, you weren't talked about. We, they don't throw darts on the board and say let's just hype this dude up for no reason. There there was a reason. <laughs> I had faith. So I know that. You're probably disappointed yourself, but I'm really heartbroken over this. You might not care. I don't know how how upset you are, but really yeah, I don't care at all. I, Just by you, I, I didn't pick you. I didn't pick you at all. I figured, ah, yeah, the kid will do good. He'll do all right. He ain't gonna win no title though. You know? So. Did you say it just like that? Did you say he ain't gonna win no title? <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Pathetic. Um, Hey, all right, let's let's go into the 250 West series. Adam, we've talked to you on the Pulp Show. We know your injury, blah, 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 blah. Let's just break down 250 West. Um, for, first of all, uh, Weege, Anderson, I was trying to find how many laps he had led this year prior to Houston, and I couldn't find it for my uh, call. Four? I think it was six because he led some in Phoenix. He led no, I think you're maybe counting heat race laps. No, 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 I think it was six or seven. But anyways <laughs> – he, uh, it was incredible. And so he, talking to Jeff Ward, the thing he said after the race was the one thing we hadn't done was, you know, get a whole shot and lead 15 laps. Well, mission accomplished, right? He did, yeah, did say that. He was a little worried from start to finish. Yeah. It, Wardy did say they were a little worried, like, you know, there probably will be a race where he does, you know, get the early lead and open it up a little bit. You know, maybe he led, he had good starts to the other one. Sealy actually, I think, passed him most of the time early. It wasn't like he started behind, but he stayed in second most of the race. I think they were worried, like, okay, the one thing he hasn't experienced yet is holding the lead for all 15 laps. I hope this works out. So they got through that it's, one now, too. It's, it's pretty impressive, too, because he, he's done it both ways. You know, he's gone, he's gone from the back. He's had to race with everybody. And then you get up front and you lead all 15 laps, and it's like, it's weird. You know, it's like, it's completely different. Your plan of attack is completely different. So for him to do it both ways, it's a championship ride. It is. It yeah, is. Let, me, let me ask Damn. you, Adam. Like, was it almost easier, like, in, uh, you know, the very first race of the year, you knew that, that, that Martin was going fast and you were behind him. Did that almost make it a little easier? Like, all right, I don't have to lead here. I know he's fast. Let me just see what I – if I stay with him, I'm probably going to do good. Like, did that actually take a little pressure off to be behind him? Uh, well, it probably would have taken a little bit of pressure off. But the fact that he had gone by me already and then I had Blake right behind me, like I wasn't oh. too pumped on maybe getting passed by two guys right away and especially <laughs> both my teammates. Yeah. Like, that's just not yeah. very cool. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was – my goal the whole time was just to just to ride my laps and wherever that put me, that put me. But at the same yeah. time, when once Martin went down, I was like, just going for it. Like, I'm in the lead. <laughs> I'm going to either win this thing or I'm going to be another rookie. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it was it was worth it. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You got a question for Adam Cincerello or Jason Wygant or maybe even myself on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty show. So, Adam, you're you're Cole Seely, okay? 
You're Cole Seeley. Okay. Uh, I'm Cole Seeley. Uh, you like drifting, you like Chipotle, and you ride a Honda. Um, you're 11 points down. What's but I do not have a good-looking girlfriend. No, you do if you're Cole Seeley. You have a real hot girlfriend. Yeah, I know. That's oh, what I'm saying. Right. I don't. Yeah. So I, I need to I need to find right. one. Um, what, what's your mindset? What, what are you trying to – I guess all you can do is try to win these last two races, right? I mean, 11 points is, is a significant uh, – especially the way Anderson's riding, a significant uh, deficit. Yeah, that's, that's a whole shot. I'm practicing starts. I'm not even – Seeley's fast enough. He just needs to do starts. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because if he gets up front, Seeley, I believe that – I seriously believe that if he was somehow, like, ill and could not ride during the week, I feel like it wouldn't affect him because he's just got so much natural talent. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just – he can hit his marks, and as soon as he gets out front or, you know, close to the front and with the championship pressure, I think, he'll, I think, he, I think he could do it. I think he could win. I don't know about championship because right. I think Anderson is is good enough to get first, second, or third, um, you know, from from here on out. But I think if you give Cole a start, I think he's pretty close. Obviously, you saw that before. Yeah. You know, you saw that in the West Coast rounds. But um, I think he's I think he can snatch a couple maybe. Seeley's won Seattle before, what? Right, right, Didn't he win a couple years ago? He just took off. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he actually was called by one Steve Mathis. It, it he was. a couple 450 races, and you're like, oh, the ruts, he, he raced the heat, had yeah. to deal with the, the softer tracks when we go to Seattle Lookout, and you, right. that was 2011 or so. That was early on the, getting on the Sealy bandwagon. Oh, yeah, no, I've been on it a long time. On and on. I was on the Sealy bandwagon back in the Suzuki days. <laughs> oh, come, oh on. come on. No, you weren't. No, I swear. No. I have a friend. No. Uh, I have a friend named Zach, Zach Cummins. He lives in uh, no one California, you. and he used to always ride. Um, where Sealy where Sealy was, I guess he hit freestyle ramps a bunch, and we were always fans. We were always fans. I no one from the believe- beginning. Yeah. From the beginning, no one believes you. There's, uh, there's I don't care. Now, Cincerillo. Right, right, right. Wow, Adam, are you wow. surprised? Like Jason Wygant and I and Jason Thomas and probably Tits in the corner there. Are you surprised at Anderson and how much of a step? Look, he won a race last year. We saw he was good. We saw he was an up and coming guy. The switch to KTM though, and then his emergence. Are you surprised that he's this? Not good? surprised at all. Not even a little bit. Here we go. It's again. been. It's it. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> it's plain to see. It's like. I mean, it, it, you can see the trend over the last few years. I mean, it's like you would be taking a gamble saying he's not going to get way better this year because he's gotten way better every other year. He has. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, just look at his rookie year and then just look at the difference between the rookie year and the next year. His top mm-hmm. five is almost like every time, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so, I mean, the writing's on the wall, my friend. It's uh, They have quite a uh, <laughs> riding uh, different. Seeley and Anderson, quite a different riding styles. Both of them. We couldn't probably couldn't get more different. Adam. Yeah, yeah. Seeley's very calculated and like downsides everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. And the way I look at Jason Anderson's style is like Seeley's style is perfect, and Jason Anderson's style is like perfectly imperfect. Like he overjumps stuff and um, he revs it a lot. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's. I think he's like he's not worried about being precise and I think sometimes and I even think Tomac was was like that a lot on a, a 250 and I think that's what helps him a lot too so I think um, yeah, not being so precise almost helps sometimes Adam how did Dean Wilson lose this title how was it possible arm pump <laughs> I know jeez uh, we all had him as a preseason favorite we all thought it was no he was going he was going obviously still going fast yes but, yes um he was going really fast before the season started, and I mean, he'd be doing like a hundred laps a day at the test track. I'm like, oh, this guy! Thank God, and racing East Coast. Right, right. I thought for I thought for sure. And then I saw Anderson at Milestone one day, and I'm like, it's going to be good to watch. I don't know, my fantasy league's all screwed up now, but <laughs> I, def- I definitely thought he would be like that first round when when Celia and Anderson went at it. Right. I and I think without arm pump, I think he would have been right there with those guys. I thought he was going to be a part of that. Oh, I thought for sure. and and as soon as arm pump goes away, I believe he that's where he'll be too. I I thought he would win. I really did. I'm like, ah, Anderson and Sealy would be good, but this is Wilson's title to lose, and he's certainly fast enough, like we all just said and agreed with. You know, um, Weege uh, on RacerX Online this week, um, JT and I couldn't figure out 
we couldn't figure out who uh, who wrote the article. I thought it was you. Then he said it was Chase. Then he said it was Aaron Hansel. But somebody at Racer X wrote about guys pointing out and moving out of the class. <laughs> it was Aaron Hansel. I did not say it. What? Did it not say who the author yeah, was? Yeah, no, it did. I we did, we don't remember. Oh. We don't look at these authors. Oh. They're idiots. Uh, uh, yeah, it uh, was. Uh, yeah, it was Hansel. Okay, it was so, messed up. Especially it wasn't me. So. Um, yeah. uh, Seeley wins. Seeley wins or loses, he's out, correct? Yeah, this he's already gone over the 135 points three times. He's out no matter what. Yep. Not like he cares because I'm sure he wants to be out anyway. Anderson yeah. loses the title. He's got another year. He wins the title. He's out. Yeah, and from what I've heard, he, he's, I believe, already re-signed with the same team, and uh, I think he will stay on the 250 if he doesn't win the title. If he still has eligibility, as most teams do. If you have a guy that's a serious title threat, mm-hmm. you keep him in that class as long as you can. So if well, he doesn't win it this year, uh, they're going to give it a shot again next year. Well, some people said Adam getting hurt might have been the best thing for him. Some people said. <laughs> yeah. wonder who those people were. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you get another three years, bro. No, and yeah, I know, because they said if I won this year and then I won the next year, I wouldn't be able to, I would have to go straight to a 450. Exactly. You can only defend yeah. your title once. So. I, I probably would have skipped Supercross or something. I can't gain that amount of weight starting now if I tried. There's no chance, would, right? No time, absolutely no time. I was wondering if you won the title this year, if you would come in next year, win like five or six in a row, and then just pull a pingree and be like, my ribs, I, I'm, just, no. I'm on the first five and I'm out. No, the ultimate, out. The ultimate pull a pingree was uh, when I was at KTM in 01, Brock Sellards wins the heat race in St. Louis, dominates the heat race. Gets the flu before the main. Oh, it was really sad. We, <laughs> no way. We were all very sad. It was. I think yeah. you're twisting it. No, you're I'm not. No, story. I'm not. No, you're twisting the story. <laughs> I was on the team, bro. Bro, oh. he won the heat race, and then he went and got. He had the flu. It was so sad. He just happened. No, to- he probably ate something. You don't. You know. You. You're just saying that because he's Martin's trainer. No, isn't. Oh. that's not his trainer. It's his coach. Yeah, riding coach. Right, riding coach. Big difference. Uh, no, I like Brock. Brock's a good dude. I like Martine too. I'm on Team Davalos. Um, oh, now really? you are. Let's uh, let's do really? twins later. No, yeah, I've always been there. If you can check my check my background, check my record. Um, Jared, you want to uh, talk to Adam? Yeah, I just want to. Uh, you know, I appreciate him a lot more now that I know he's on the Cole Sealy bandwagon. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I like it. He, he's he, you, yeah, but you have a problem with Cole Sealy, Steve? No, I like Cole Sealy. Mathis is on whoever has the red plate. That's who he likes. Wygant is the one that had a problem with Cole Seeley. Him and Cole Seeley legitimately had some issues. They've worked it out. I I think we have. I think we've worked it out. I'm not sure. I did pick him to win the title this year, and then people think that was just me making good to try to, like, make it up to him. I don't don't even know where we stand right now, to be honest. (laughs) I really don't know. It's all confusing. (laughs) No, I I think we just saw the light and saw the natural talent of Cole Seeley. So... All right, Steve. He's been good last couple years. It really isn't crazy to think that he could win this. Like he's been he's oh, won yeah. races for several years now. For sure. Well, think it. Think yeah. it, it takes. Remember Anderson and uh, when he got to Samuki at what was that? A two or A three? How many points did he lose there? He got like fifth, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. what if Steely were to win and he were to get fifth? That's oh, pretty yeah. much yeah. puts it right what, back to perspective. What if what if uh, Anderson goes out there, kills it, and then uh, dislocates his shoulder? Without even crashing, you're such. I'm just able. no. I'm saying anything can happen. We had that title. We had that title. Can you say he dislocates a pinky toe or something? Okay, sorry. I e. You could get the flu after a heat race win. <laughs> what if that happens? Right. See. Thanks, Jared. Yeah, bro. I'm just saying, AC. We had that title already gifted to you. I mean, we were had the, and you just never know. You never ever know. Um, you never know. It is super frost. Sean wants to talk about Chad Reed. Do we want to take Sean's call? Because I, this is more of a 250 conversation. Chad, Chad Reed bike 95 miles, I think, it was yesterday. That's pretty awesome. Wow. Sh- Sean, you want to talk about Chad Reed? Yeah, I was just wondering the other night. Oh, by the way, nice to talk to you, AC. Good luck to you, yeah, now, buddy. Nice to talk to you, bro. Um, it was nice to, uh, or you guys the other night were picking your top five for 450s, and I'll. You or any of your buddies pick Chad Reed for the top five in the 450s outdoors. Is he going to be back, or no, you guys just forget forget yeah, about him? Sean, we just had a call uh, ten minutes ago from a guy calling JT and I out about this, and you have to you have to go back and listen to the archives. JT gives his sorry, reason. bud. JT gives his <laughs> reason why. You're right, though. We didn't pick him. 
You're right. He did say he's going to have two to four Thanks, weeks. Thanks, So I feel like he's going to get better as it goes on. Well, that is what JT was saying. His injury is pretty serious, and he was doing the math, and he was worried about uh, Reed's start to the Nationals. Um, and that's from coming from president of Chad Reed Fan Club. Jason yeah, but listen, man. Reed doesn't have to win the championship. He just has to win races. And he is the man. I know. Hey, um, Mookie, Mookie Fever. Uh, is he moving up, Weege? He doesn't have to. No, he doesn't have to. Uh, I, I, it's going to take something special, I think, for a team to end up putting him on a 450, not because he's not qualified, but if you just look at the, you know, who's available. We were, we were talking about Seeley and Anderson, for example. Like, if Anderson wins the title, both Seeley and Anderson move up. We know Dean's moving up. Uh, you know, Pike looks like he's got a good ride now. Uh, potentially for next year, I would guess he's in the running again. So you're quickly running out of slots for really good 450 rides. And so if you, even as big as Mookie is, and how much better he'd probably be to ride a 450, you've said this a million times yourself. He's any time, just like Anderson going back to class. Any time you've got a guy who has a shot at winning races or a title in the 250 class, I think teams throw a lot of money at them to stay there. How is you don't think you don't think Mookie's going to ride a Suzuki? I, and that's, totally, that's what I'm saying. It would take something very special. Like if the Stewart group just says, let's just make this both both guys in the same team, then I guess I could see it. But under any other circumstances, um, it would be a strange one. I'm pissed. If I'm, if I'm Brayton or one of these dudes that's super fast and Mookie slides into that spot on Factory Suzuki, I'm pissed. I'm super well, pissed. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right. It, it would take something like that. I don't, I don't think that any team is picking – him over Brayton or whoever, uh, God forbid, from my perspective. But uh, <laughs> but it would take something special, and that would be the special circumstance. Um, right. Yeah, it'd be weird, though. Do you think – I, I could see it happening. Adam, yep. how does Mookie – he's literally two of you. There's two Adam Cincerillos. <laughs> at least. At in, least. Into Mookie. How is Mookie – he pulls good starts. He's fast. How is he that, how is he that good? Natural talent, bro. Runs in the family. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Uh, no, I, I mean, as long as... I, I've heard people use that weight thing, and obviously I'm on the other end of the spectrum, sitting here 140 pounds, but... Like, if you're a good starter, you're a good starter. If you're big, if you're small, it's like... It, I feel like Travis Person used to get good starts. I feel like riders use the weight as a, as a built-in excuse before they even get to the line. Yeah, then we're, Absolutely. How, about, how about big whoops? Then we can just say all of us, you know, us little yeah. guys. Yeah. No, it's it's true. You know what I mean? Like, Dean Dean's whole thing about getting out of 250 class before he sort of got uh, effed over by the Wardy team was, I can't get a start. I'm too big. Look at Baggett. I'm too big. Look Dude, at... he won a championship, I'd bro. Know, that's what I say. That's what I say. Like, how about Baggett? I mean, I, I do, like, you know, some stuff like right out of corners and stuff like that, it's going to be harder. Yeah. But... I mean, if he can do it once, he can do it again. Yeah, what about Blake Baggett? Yeah, awesome. I, I, I bet Baggett. it's not as fun as he... Maybe if he were to be small for, you know, smaller for a few races, maybe he'd wish he'd be taller again. You never know. Grass is always greener <laughs> on the other side. How much How much weight can Mookie shed, do we figure, it, to really get lean? What do we figure? Is he Is he 20 pounds? I'm, I would think he's already done what he could do. He's racing at 250 right now. I know, but he still looks like he could, you know... I'm one to talk. I could shed, you know, five to ten pounds. I, I'm actually on the opposite. I would love to know if Mookie was unleashed. <laughs> oh Mookie was not racing motocross, and he was just unleashed in the gym, and they just said, put in the same time you did training for motocross and just jack yourself. Mookie would Joke be... up. <laughs> what would he look like? Mookie would be huge. He'd be Godzilla, for sure. Yeah, that's I think I Mookie yeah. is pretty, I think he's pretty lean for, like, his, his body type. I yeah. think that's, okay. like, you're, he's naturally, I feel like he's naturally kind of, like, big and... Uh-huh. Like kind of, you know what I mean? Like just right. um, early kind of. Well, yeah, look, look at his dad, right? Look at Big James. Um, if Mookie stays in 250 class, Adam, he's a he's got to be a title. I know he's never won a race, and we don't like that theory, but he's got to be a title favorite or, or a guy that could win the title next year. A guy who's in the conversation. I, I think so, definitely. If he can... If he can get starts, and I, you just don't let him on the inside of you, absolutely not. <laughs> I think there's a, I, I think there's a pretty decent amateur, amateur class coming in next next year too. 
Can we? I think that will that will be fast right away. Can you tell me about this Justin Hoft Heft kid from Troy Lee? I mean, is he is he pretty good? I don't know much about the amateurs. Why can't follow these kooks? But well, one year bit. at, at uh, Mammoth on Superman AC, he, he I guess Mammoth is his is his like stomping grounds, and he really he whooped up on me pretty hard and. Um, so yeah, he's really fast at Mammoth, and from what I've seen of him, I've only seen him ride at Glen Helen on a on a big bike. But I mean, he seems pretty fast. But I think he might have another year of amateurs after this. I think he moves so. up next year, from what I hear. Talking, Helen, talking to Tyler. I Keith. think he. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The uh-huh. jury's out on that one. I think he can definitely. I think he can be like a like Macrath. I think. Right. Okay. Hey, let's take two more calls, uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, wrap this thing up. Uh, Raining Yellow wanted, wants a question uh, for you, Jason Wygant. Absolutely. I just want to see the ultimate warriors climbing the top rope in heaven. And <laughs> our actual yeah, he, question is, uh, since yeah. Jason is buddy-buddy uh, buddy with all the guys at JGR, has he already started warming up and, and becoming friends with Justin Brayton? I mean, not Justin Brayton, um, Justin Barsha. Why would I do that? I don't even know what you're talking about. Why would you even? I have no idea what. What is the connection? I'm so confused. I would exactly. You you should see how hilarious it is when I go in there on Monday for lunch and yeah. they talk about whatever happened in the race and they try so hard to talk about Barsha like he's just another guy like there's nothing like they don't know him they don't know anything about him like it's really funny to see that right right like they're what's like his deal man he really does run into people I don't know like as if they've never even spoken that to him. that number fifty one really cool. he looks pretty good you guys anybody know anything about him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really, um, I don't know, Barsha's pretty, Barsha's, unlike what most people would think, I think, from watching the races and seeing him run into people, he's a pretty fun guy to talk to, I don't, I don't think it'll, he'll, he'll slide right in there. Whenever he does, That's the, yeah. the hard thing about Barsha, people assume, I think, that he's an angry dude off the track. But he's pretty chill. He, he's actually pretty. the exact opposite of Adam Cincerello, where he does not like to do media things, he does not like <laughs> to talk to people. Thanks, Renny Yellow. He's, uh, when, I like I like Barsha. I think he's cool, but why does he talk so fast? He he's different on the TV podium interviews than when you do interviews with him. Absolutely. No, I've yeah. talked to him before, and he seems right. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. Like he, in amateurs, I used to talk to him sometimes, but uh-huh. man, I can barely even hear what he says on the podium. Did you ever look at his frog on his chest protector and think that that's something you needed to ad- uh, adopt to get to the next level? What What do you say? He used to have a. a, a plush frog on his chest protector. Oh, they, I think that his nickname was Frog. Yeah. 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 Is that something yeah. you thought yeah. of? Or no, no I, I never thought of getting one, no. Okay. Uh, last call. Dave, you hey, want to I, I got, Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Weech. Yeah, no, go ahead. We can, Dave can wait. Oh, um, there was, uh, since I got uh, Adam on the line here, there was an interview once with Adam in, like, SLMX or something like that when he was, like, eight, and they asked him, like, what shows he watched on TV or whatever, like, the standard, like... What's your routine? What is your favorite foods? What's your favorite TV shows? All that stuff. And I remember him throwing down SpongeBob. And I was like, that's not fair. He's eight. Of course, it, of course his TV shows are cartoons. Right. Are you, are you still in a SpongeBob, or is that just an eight-year-old thing? Uh, I, probably more of an eight-year-old thing, to be honest with you. I think I stuck with SpongeBob until I was into my pre-teen, early teen years, oh. and then uh, switched over to a little bit. And the only real show I watch is The Walking Dead. That's it. I'm not a big show a guy. I'm a big movie guy. Big Netflix guy. I got you. I was like, you can't ask those questions to eight-year-olds. It's going to, like, crucify no, another SpongeBob stuff every time. Yeah, that, yeah, you got a good point, Weege. Hey, Dave. I probably just said SpongeBob because that was the only thing on my, like, I couldn't think of anything else. Dave, you got a question about RV? Well, it, I mean, it's for you to ask RV, and Adam can, uh, maybe he knows a little insight I mean, Villapolo talked about, you know, retiring. I'd like to find out what he's going to do. Is he, is he going to pull like a big bird and just disappear? Maybe go up to with his uncle up in Alaska and start hunting and fishing? I mean, what what do you think uh, Adam might think of what, he, what he's going to do when he retires, you know? Uh, I, I seriously have no idea. I don't think he comes around the sport at all. I don't think he's a coach, a writer, a trainer. I don't think we ever see Ryan Villapoto again. Yeah, because he's talked about that before. Motocross isn't everything in his life, and once he gets going, I think he's going to do like a big bird or go up with his uncle in Alaska and do mm-hmm. hunting and fishing tours or something, you know? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, just a mic drop? Yeah, just a mic drop. Right. Just mic drop. Yep, see you later. I'm out. 
That would be pretty yeah. sweet. Thanks, Dave. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think RV's one to be like, "Hey, what's up, everybody?" You know, like. I don't think he's doing any TV announcing. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. What about if he was unfiltered and he could announce and he could, they could just. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be, be awesome. Be, be, yeah. No. They have to kick him out. He'd be fined. He'd be on like a fifty thousand dollar fine waiting for him. Right. Right. Uh, you thought the nipple thing was big at Super Bowl with the RV. The FCC gets a hold of the oh, RV. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. Good. Adam Cincerillo, the Monster Pro Circuit Squad. Thanks for coming on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show, man. Always a fun time to bench race with you. And uh, I know you're a fan of the sport. You follow it and, and watch it. And the exact opposite of RV. So we thought it would be good to get you on. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, uh, Weech. I'll see you guys. I'll actually see you guys in New York. Oh, you're going to meet. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. I don't know if you. It's not too late. Get on a bike. Try to win that title. Don't get I know. I just want, that's what I'm, I'm going to do. I'm just going to tape it up. Tape it up. There you go. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks, you guys. Uh, Why again? Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, good times. Uh, see you in Seattle this weekend. No Brayton and oh. no Ultimate Warrior. I, I'm really. It's going to be tough. Yeah, but we do have some characters in Seattle to try to get us through it, don't we? We do. The rent a, the rent a Denny program. Yeah, this is going to be good. Have you seen my tweet? Uh, Ping has been rented for New York. Are you serious? I'm serious, yes. It really happened? Mm hmm. Oh, you're really onto something here. I, I know. I need really... co- I'm telling you, I can get some commission. Because <laughs> these guys are going to make money off of this. Right? This is brilliant. Oh, thank you. Uh, all right, thanks for coming on the show. All right, see you Friday. See ya. See ya. All right, everybody, that's been the Fly Race in Moto 60 show. Presented by NFAP. Fly Racing designs this race where to complement a rider's natural movements on the motorcycle, no unnecessary distractions, uh, straightforward, no nonsense, function, fit, and style. And of course, NFAB, finest truck accessories money can buy, n fab.com. Proud sponsors of the JGR Toyota team of Grant, Brayton, Nicoletti, and now Freeze. Thanks to those guys. Thanks to uh, Jason Thomas. Jason Wygant, Adam Cincerello. Thank you, Tits. Appreciate yeah. it. No show next week. We're off, so there's no show next week. You'll you see it. you Thursday before New York. Thanks, everybody. See ya. Yeah.